This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, January 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Allen. Here's today's headlines. U.S. turns up heat on EU. Senate Ag member battles in Iowa and states avoiding USDA's hemp regs. U.S. is turning up pressure on the European Union for an ag deal. Last week, the European Union showed it was willing to address at least some agriculture issues in a free trade agreement negotiation with the U.S. Now, U.S. government officials are telling AgriPulse the Trump administration is pushing to see just how much it can get from the Europeans. Europeans are proposing a scaled-back and very limited proposal to reduce sanitary and phytosanitary trade barriers. EU Trade Commissioner Phil Hogan told reporters earlier this month after he met with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lineheiser. By the way, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, who's traveling in Europe this week, said a deal that takes on non-tariff trade barriers like the SPS issues and the EU's restrictive policies on biotechnology and gene editing would be a good place to start. Purdue told reporters, we think you have to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. He also stressed it will eventually be important for the EU to lift tariffs in order to bring down the U.S. trade deficit. Lighthizer preps for India trade talks next month. Trump is headed to India next month, and Lighthizer will be going there very soon to begin talks that are already well underway to put together a free trade agreement, according to U.S. government officials speaking with AgriPulse. There's no word whether agriculture trade will be included if a deal is reached. Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley said he expects that any pact is uh, agreed upon will likely be minimal, but may also be the start of a bigger relationship. Still, India, a country of 1.3 billion people, represents a vast potential for U.S. ag exports. The country is a potentially massive market for U.S. distillers' grains, ethanol, and other commodities. President Trump takes USMCA victory lap. President Trump hosting a signing ceremony at the White House today for the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Trade Agreements Implementing Bill. Vince Peterson, president of the U.S. Wheat Associates and a few state presidents for the American Farm Bureau Federation, among others, will be those uh, uh, in a group of U.S. farm leaders at the event. With the Iowa caucuses around the corner, Trump heads to Des Moines for a rally on Thursday, and USMCA will likely be a major topic, according to Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley. Grassley said he likes to brag, and this is legitimately something to brag about. Former farm group leader, hits the stump. The Senate impeachment trial is keeping some of the leading Democratic presidential candidates off the campaign trail in Iowa. That's arguably hurting no one more than Senate Ag Committee member Amy Klobuchar. The Minnesota senator has staked her campaign at a strong showing in next Monday's caucus, and she'll still running fifth in the polls. Pam Johnson, former president of the National Corn Growers Association, is campaigning for Klobuchar as a surrogate this week. Johnson, who farms in northern Iowa, tells AgriPulse she considers Klobuchar the most electable of the Democratic candidates. Klobuchar gets rural America, Johnson said. She's bold, but yet she doesn't make promises that you know are just a talking point of the campaign. Keep in mind, other candidates have their backers who are prominent in different ag sectors. Former Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is backing former Vice President Joe Biden. Senator Elizabeth Warren's ag backers include Iowa Organic Agriculture Leader Ron Roseman. Senator Bernie Sanders supporters include rural activist George Naylor and Francis Thick, a former Democratic candidate for Iowa Ag Secretary. 
You can read more about the candidate's positioning on farm policy in our weekly AgriPulse newsletter. We also have a look at what USDA is hearing on its new hemp regulations, and we also have a look at the new trade deal with Japan. States avoiding USDA hemp regs. Spooked by sampling and testing requirements they say are unworkable, about 18 states so far are steering clear of using USDA's October regulations for their hemp programs. Instead, they'll stick with the more state-friendly pilot program established by the 2014 Farm Bill, that according to the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, but not all states. USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service just approved three new plans from Delaware, Texas, and Nebraska, which joins Louisiana, New Jersey, and Ohio in moving ahead with the new regulations. Those regs came in for some harsh criticism as hemp producers, processors, states, and others weighed in before today's end of the comment period. They say onerous sampling and testing requirements in particular would cripple the rapidly growing market. The Rocky Mountain Farmers Union said the requirement to test every lot of hemp within 15 days of the harvest would require a much higher number of plants to be sampled and tested with a much narrower time frame than under familiar state regulatory schemes, such as Colorado's current industrial hemp program. Down the road, USDA says it will update its interim final rule, and the question is when. CBO projects sharp drop and snap. Enrollment in the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program is projected to drop about 17% over the next decade. That due in part to the cuts the Trump administration is making. It's according to the latest projections from the Congressional Budget Office. Average monthly enrollment is expected to decline from $36.8 million this year to $30.7 million by 2030. CBO projects the cost of the program will drop $15 billion over the decade, mostly because of the administration's cutbacks. But that will do little to hold down ballooning deficits. The CBO estimates the deficit will top a trillion dollars this year and reach $1.7 trillion by 2030. Here's today's She Said It. Let me just ask you, how many African Americans do you have in your leadership, either of you? Because I don't see any sitting in this room. If they are in your leadership, you can probably just count them on your hand and tell me. That represented Marsha Fudge, Ohio Democrat, to leaders of the USDA's Farm Service Agency and Natural Resources Conservation Service at a hearing yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, January 29th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.